What's going on, everyone? It's your boy, Mastermind Harv, coming to you guys with my first ever podcast. Today's topic is how to stay consistent and the importance of consistency. And uh, before I get into it, I just want to give you guys a little bit of background about myself. My name is Rashad Harvey. I'm 27 years young uh, this year. I have a background in paralegal studies. I went to the good old Stevenson University. So shout out to Stevenson University. Go Stangs. Worked as a paralegal for a couple of years. I uh, ended up drifting around, doing some odd jobs, did packing. I, I did uh, healthcare. Um, I, I was a process service. I was that guy that said, you know, you got served. Uh, but it was with dealing with foreclosures. I, I left that because I wasn't really feeling that kind of And then I pretty much stumbled around and ended up getting into the construction industry, uh, working with my cousin RJ. Definitely shout out to RJ and shout out to my other cousin Chris as well. Those two guys, you know, they maybe humbled myself and really looked out for me. Um, and then back in 2014, I got started with the network marketing industry uh, where it basically changed my life. It, it allowed me to to really learn some skills that I didn't learn in college in the four years of college and the other, you know, um, plus some of my plus years in school with formal education, you know, learn how to start my own business, build a team, brand myself. Um, so I know a lot of my listeners are going to be like, wait, you work a job? And, you know, yes, I do. And the way I feel, guys, there's nothing wrong with working a job while you're building your fortune part time. Um, there's a lot of folks in the network marketing industry that would feel as though they want to bash people that work jobs. And I personally do not agree with that. Uh, because a good portion of your team will be working a job and majority of the folks you talk to will be working a job. People cannot relate to, you know, being born rich and got a golden spoon in your mouth. Most folks, they relate to the struggle. Uh, hence why you get so inspired when you hear someone that's successful that had a, a really rough upbringing. You can relate to that because that's what most people in society deal with. They deal with, you know, poverty. They deal with, you know, one parent home, house homes. Uh, they deal with kids dropping out of school and that kind of thing. They don't deal with waking up. You got a Lambo parked out front. Let's go for a spin. They can't relate to that. So, you know, those are some topics I'm going to be covering in my later podcast is definitely more about network marketing, you know, e-commerce, uh, branding yourself and things like that. And of course, at the end of my podcast, I'm going to give you guys my information. You know, feel free to submit topics. I, I, however, I will not discuss religion or politics. I, I'm not getting into none of that stuff. Um, but anything else is fair game. Uh, prefer, you know, more likely more business related topics. But, you know, hey, I'm pretty much open. I'll take a look at it. And if I, if I pick your stuff, I'll give you a shout out on my next uh, podcast. So, like I said, I'm going to be talking about the power of consistency, and I'm going to pretty much be sharing you guys the craziest freaking story of how my life um, has literally changed in a whole entire week. And uh, today I just came back from church, and the word of the day was, the detour came to bless you. And guys, that's essentially what happened to me. All right. Um, several weeks ago, uh, you know, shout out to my dad, Philbert Harvey. Uh, he took me to the car show. And that's something that me and my dad do. We're Jamaican. We love cars. Um, that's our little father-son thing. We don't fish. We don't camp. I don't even think my dad knows how to put up a tent, to be honest with you guys, all right? So uh, cars is our thing. We go to every car show every year. Um, and la this year was like the first time in several years that just me and my dad went. We met up with my boy Romario, you know, major shout out to my boy Romario. He's also another Jamaican, hardworking guy, hardworking. Like hard work is our middle name. We'll work 10 jobs because that's just what we do. We grind hard. We don't complain. We get stuff done. And... um. It was, so it was really cool just to kind of have that experience. So while I was at the, the car show, you know, shout out to my Uncle Fabian Perch. You know, he hits me up. He says, man, look, the company put out another job post and go reapply. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I just applied for the most recent position. He's like, dude, look, check it out. Go look. Let me know. And I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted. I was like, okay, fine. I go home. You know, mind you, I just applied. I go and reapply again. All right. 
And I just, I, you know, I've been applying for this job for five years. So I have like all the filters set. I have everything I need to look for. I don't even, really, you know, really look at anything. So I go ahead, I hit submit. I get an email back, guys, kid you not. It says, thank you for applying for this position in Oakland, California. I'm like, Oakland, California? What the heck am I doing applying out there? I don't even want to move out west. You know, I had a friend that was going to move out west, and I just bashed her for trying to do that. I'm like, why you want to move to a place to get earthquakes and fires all the time? You know, that's how ignorant I was about, about California. And, um... So I said, you know what? They're probably not going to contact me. I live in Baltimore. Let's not worry about it. Okay. A couple of days later, uh, it was a Friday. I remember I, uh, I get an email. They say, can you complete this questionnaire? You know, you have three business days. All right. So Monday, I let it sit to like the last day. Monday, I'm at work. I'm like, you know what? I really don't like my job. You know, cool people. You know, it's, it's a kind of interesting kind of thing, but it's not what I want to do. I don't want to be playing in concrete and playing in dirt and putting all this stuff in my car. My car is running around. My car is already low as hell. So I got to put all this heavy equipment. It's making my, my car look nasty. You know, I was tired of it. So I said, you know what? What the heck? Let's apply. Let's just go through this questionnaire. It's like 100 plus questions. I get it done. Guys, I'm with my homegirl the following day. All right. We're, I think we went to the grocery store or something like that. We're in a car. I get a phone call. It's coming from Oakland, California. I said, Oakland, California? Who the heck do I have called me from Oakland, California? And I, I kid you not. I said, I bet you it's the company calling me. She's looking at me like, no, I don't think so. I said, watch. I picked the phone up. It's Samantha, this, this lady named Samantha. She said, hey, Samantha, I'm calling from, from the company. And um, I, I want to know if you could come out Friday. We like your resume and everything. I want to know if you could come out Friday for a, uh, a orientation and a pre-testing. I'm like... What the hell? So I started laughing. And she's like, well, Mr. Harvey, what's so funny? I said, well, I didn't expect to get the phone call because I live in Baltimore. And she was like, oh, my God, you live in Baltimore? I was like, yeah. She's like, well, that's crazy. I was like, yeah, I know. So she's still on the phone with me. I told her that she's like, you know, I got some connects in Washington. I send you applied. They haven't pulled your information. Um, I, I can't promise anything. I said, you know what, Samantha? You got a number and a time I can give you a call back tomorrow because it's a lot to take in. I'm interested, but I got to have time to process. All right, this is Tuesday now. So Wednesday, I get home, I talk to my, or Tuesday night, I get home, talk to my mom, my dad, and my uncle. I said, what do you guys think? They say, look, yo, nephew, son, you don't got a girl, you don't got no kids, just go. See what happens. You never know. You might need a kid, you might need some new scenery, or you might need some sun. I was like, you know what? Okay, cool. I right, guys, I've never flown out west before. I've never flown in the plane by myself before. I always fly with family and friends because I'm weird. I like to experience stuff with people, and this is great when you can share that experience. But I, I called her back the next day. I said, look, Samantha, look, I'm, I'm coming. You know, the hell with it. I'm coming, right? I got nothing to lose, everything to gain, right? She says, okay, great. I look, I look forward to meeting you. I said, yeah, me too. So uh, Thursday, I'm at work all day. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't think, you know, because I take naps at work. I couldn't think. So I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm really excited. I'm about to get on this plane and go out west. This is amazing, right? So I had my mom's, you know, because my dad, for whatever reason, didn't want to take me to the, uh, the airport for whatever reason. So my mom's ended up taking me. And as usual, it takes forever with stuff when it pertains to me. Okay. She's taking her time getting ready. I'm like, Ma, I got to get to the airport. Like ASAP. You get in the car. She's driving kind of slow. I say, Ma, can you step on it? All right. There's a fire. I need you to speed through the fire. All right. So we finally get there. She's like, okay, okay, okay. You know, she's Jamaican. She's road rage. Any other time. But for some reason, it just was nowhere to be found today. Right. We get to the airport. She said, all right, have a safe flight. Hit me up when you get to Chicago because I had a, a layover in Chicago. And then I went straight to Oakland from Chicago. I was like, okay, cool. About 15 minutes later, my mom calls me. She's like, you won't. It's divine that you go to Oakland. I'm like, what do you mean it's divine? Because she's a Christian too. So I was like, it's divine to go to Oakland. I'm like, ma, what do you mean? It's God saying that you got to go to Oakland. I'm like, ma, what is up? She's like, you won't believe what the hell happened. I'm like, well, what happened? Because I'm, I'm about to go to security. So can you hear me? Tell me. She's like, they shut down the road. I'm like, they did what? 
they shut down the road. I'm like, well, what do you mean they shut down the road? She's like, there's a wide truck coming through, and they shut the whole road down to the airport. There was no way we was going to be able to make it in time. It's the vine that you go to Oakland. I thought you were going to get the job. I'm like, okay, cool. That's interesting. I got to call you back. So I take off my stuff, go through the security. I hate the body scam thing. It's just, I feel like it's so invasive. So I get on the plane, sitting beside this military guy. Shout out to our military. I think he was going into the Air Force or the Navy. You know, I feel like our military, you know, they don't get enough uh, respect. So major shout out because you guys took up the mantle to fight the war, to protect our rights and to protect our home. So major shout out to you guys. All right. Talking to this guy, had a really awesome time with him. I get to Chicago. It's about like five o'clock in the afternoon. Really awesome trip. And major shout out to Southwest. You cannot beat the two bags you get carry on plus three if you got a camera bag or a purse for the ladies. And you get the two check bags. So four bags for free. I, I'm bougie as hell. I only fly Southwest. Okay. Get to Chicago a little bit early. Call my mentor on the phone who also lives in Chicago. However, we couldn't link up. And then um, it was the next flight on out. It left at around 7 o'clock. Got to Oakland around like 10, 15. We got there a little bit early, which was nice. That's the other thing about Southwest. They, they know how to fly their planes. All right. Get there. I, I, I call an Uber. This is the last, first and last time I, I had an Uber in, in Oakland the whole time I was there. Sweetest lady I ever met. But she drove too slow and just kept driving past me for whatever reason. I don't know what was going on. I think they had a game or something going down. So she picks me up and really old sweet lady brought me my mom, you know, and she's talking to me. I'm telling her my story. The same story that you guys are hearing today. I told literally everybody that picked me up and she was like, you know, I really feel like you're going to get the job. This is crazy how that happened, how you accidentally applied for the wrong position at the wrong state. And now you're here. This is this is absolutely crazy. And I was like, I know it's completely nuts. And she's like, well, I have faith that you're going to um, you're going to get there. You're going to get the job. So she drops me up to my Airbnb, which is a sketchy ass neighborhood. But the thing was, when I go out of town, I like to kind of get the authentic experience. So I didn't really want to get somewhere that was so uppity. Plus, it was last minute and money was tight. So I had to like kind of get somewhere kind of cheap. Unfortunately, even though I worked for a travel company, I couldn't even use my deals because the deals I had were so expensive. You know what I'm saying? So it really bummed me out. Um, but nevertheless, it was the host was awesome. Major shout out to Mar- uh, I think his name is Mark. And Mark and Brian, major shout out to those guys. Um, they, they made me feel really at home, shared a lot of awesome information with me, and they were, like, really super cool. I think I had the whole floor to myself in, like, this two-story home. Um, so that was Thursday night, slept through this memory foam bed. I was so jealous. I don't even have a memory foam bed at my house. Woke up dumbass early because the time changes like the devil. It was a three-hour time change from uh, the West Coast to the East Coast. And um, so I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, all right, 6 o'clock Pacific time, right? Hella pissed off. I couldn't go back to sleep. So I was texting. Um, my uncle plugged me in with his co-worker's daughter uh, that's been living in there for nine years. So he gave me her number the day before we've been talking. And um, so she gave me a couple of places. So around, I think, 10, 30-ish, 11, I, I got up, called the the, uh, the Lyft, which shout out to Lyft, guys. I mean, their fares are cheaper. You can tip the drivers, which I really like. You can't do that with Uber yet. And you could add another stop, which was like a lifesaver when I was there because I was making multiple stops. Um you know, I uh, met the Uber driver, uh, the Lyft driver, sorry. He was really cool, really cool guy. I was like, hey, why you in town? Told him. He's like, man, that's crazy as hell. I was like, dude, I'm telling you. It's, it's, like, it's like a freaking movie. You can't make this shit up. So um, we get to the, the location, and I'm, I'm there, and I'm just, you know, scouting everything out. And, you know, I love Baltimore. I, I'm born and raised. I'm, I'm from Baltimore. I love the Blue Crabs. I love the Ravens. I love the Orioles, you know. But the harbor stinks. That's a fact, okay? The harbor's nasty as hell. You can smell. It, it smells disgusting. I'm at the harbor in Oakland. And you can see right through the bottom. I mean, you can see the fishes at the bottom and it does not smell. That blew my mind because I'm not used to that. Being near some body of water with ships and it don't stink. All right. So I'm hanging out there, you know, waiting for the testing to start. Uh, but I wanted to be near the location because I, I, I'm from out of town. Um, 
Actually, I did miss something. Before I got there, I did stop at the Oakland Grill. Shout out to the Oakland Grill. If you guys ever go to Oakland and you want to get some great breakfast or lunch even, go to the Oakland Grill for 20 bucks. I had a stack plate. I had some pancakes. I had They gave me a drink, my own little like pitcher of, 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 of like uh, Sprite. Um, I had an omelet that was fully loaded. I had salsa on it that I think was house made. Uh, it, it was dope, man. It was awesome. Uh, the hostess was really nice. They didn't really bother you too much. It came on you. Now they looked at you, you, you like you might need something. So shout out to the Oakland Grill. Um, and they also went to Blue Bottle. If you love coffee, please go to the Blue Bottle. They do like the little designs and the frappuccinos. Oh, my God. It looks good. I didn't want to drink it, but it tastes even better. All right? I, I'm sorry. I love Starbucks, too. I can't go to Starbucks no more. Nothing against Starbucks, but Blue Bottle is, like, the truth. All right? Um, so while I was waiting, finally, it was, like, around close to 1. You know, I went to the building. It was, like, me and, like, 10 other people, you know, wishing everybody good luck. There's all types of walks. Like, you got black, young, old, white, um, there's women there, too. Uh, it was awesome, you know. And everybody was a little bit tensed up. But for me, I'm just chippy and cherry. I can't help it. I'm always in a really great mood. They're like, me, like, what is this dude on? He's so excited. What's happening? I just flew five hours across the country. I need to be happy. You know what I'm saying? So we go up. We take the tests. You know, wish everybody luck again. Um, I'm bad at taking the test and I suck at math. I told the girl, Samantha, I said, look, check this out. I'm here till Sunday. I need to know like ASAP if I pass or didn't pass so I can just take the next plane and get up out of Dodge because I can't be turning up knowing that I ain't getting the job. You know, so I'm not moving on to the next step. I kid you not, guys. I go down the building. I cut left. Call my mom. It's like, yo, mom, I just took a test. Really excited about to go turn up and have some fun. In the meantime, while I'm waiting, Samantha calls me back. She says, Mr. Harvey, have an awesome time. You pass. You know, have a great time, but don't get too excited. I said, look, all right, cool, I'm going to turn up. She's like, yeah, but don't smoke weed because we will check for that. I know it's legal here, but we're going to pull your hair sample. I said, bet, got it. I'm going to have fun. There was a Tesla station. I test drove a freaking Tesla, guys. I've been wanting to test drive a Tesla for the longest freaking time, all right? So went and test drove that. Chris, shout out to Christina. She was an awesome, awesome, awesome car saleswoman. If I had the money, I'd have bought the car on the spot. I just don't have the money to buy, I'll buy a Tesla right now, okay? Right after that, I hit up uh, Brittany, told her what happened. She was excited. We picked her up. Uh, me and my lift, second, like this is my second lift of the day. Picked her up. Uh, she took me to the uh, the Oakland Museum where it was like, uh, you know, you see all these paintings and stuff. Um, and then it was also, they had like a food truck event. So we walked around, saw some stuff. We got it for free. I bought her some food. We sat, we took pictures, we laughed, had a great time. Then we left from there, took a third Uber and went to, um, uh, sorry, third lift and went to one of her little secret spots where I met all her friends and we had an awesome time. Now, the cool thing about this day, guys, see, everybody's like their own destiny number. Mine was number five. And check this out. It was five years I've been applying for this company. Uh, there was another girl I've been like really interested in for five years, which is it's a whole nother thing. Um, it was May, which is the fifth month. The date of the testing was May 5th. And it also... Uh, was on the fifth floor. As weird as that sound, if you count that, those are five fives. And for those that go to church or that, you know, into the religion thing, um, you know, five is the number of God's grace. So the fact that all these things was randomly happened and then the, this this number, I already felt something was really truly divine and what was happening to me because I should not have been in Oakland. So meeting this girl, you know, we really connected. And, you know, I've met a lot of women before, but I never had this kind of connection with someone before that it's like, wow, you really felt, you really met someone that gets you, you know? And I, and I felt like it was really genuine. It wasn't like no fake stuff. I was kind of curious like, how would this girl act? Would she be real? Would she be fake? Would I have fun? Would I not? I had a blast. Friday was great. And also, Friday was Cinco de Mayo. And it was also the first Friday, which they do every month in Oakland. They essentially shut down the, a couple blocks. And they throw a big-ass party. All right? So we went to all these different bars. Had an awesome time. You know, we sat down. You know, we're getting drunk as hell. We're having some really great conversation. And it was just nice to be around a woman that's intelligent enough to hold a really great conversation 
at the same time, can educate you as well. Um, and that seems so snobby, which I thought that was interesting because even with the museum, and she's, she's a photographer, she's a graphic designer, she's got her own business, she's a freelancer. Like, she does all this really dope stuff. And just the way she describes paintings and, and getting to the art, it blew my mind. I was like, I've never had a woman this intelligent, like I've been around a woman this intelligent before. This is, this is crazy. So, you know, we had a great time, went back to her place, uh, met her roommates as well. We tried to watch some movies that I suggested, but apparently they didn't like my suggestions. So we stayed there for a little bit. Um, then I dipped out, called my Lyft again. This is the, what, the fourth or fifth Uber of the day, uh, Lyft of the day. You know, we hugged. She says, hit me when you get home. I said, cool. And then that was then that was my Friday night. Awesome. So Saturday, the game plan was to get bottomless mimosas, eat some breakfast, and then just go sightseeing. So that's what we did. Went to this dope spot, which was kind of near the same area I was at the day before. Uh, they didn't have bombers mimosas, unfortunately, but the mimosas were hidden. I mean, I've had some back in Atlanta, uh, but these were on fire, okay? We had some, um, we got some French toast and some other really great things we'd ordered there, too. So right after that, we left from there. Uh, we had to go back to her place because uh, she wanted to, like, fix her hair, you know, do, do girly things, which is cool. So we're chilling at her spot. I'm outside. You know, she got these tall-ass redwoods in her backyard. So I'm looking at the redwoods, mother phone, just kind of, you know, keeping everybody up to speed of what's happening, guys. And I, I was just so excited that I, I'm, like, I'm in a new place. I literally, uh, like, less than 24 hours ago, four, 24 to 48 hours ago, I was back at home. A week prior to that, I didn't know I was going to be out in this opportunity. So it was just crazy that if I had stopped applying for this job, I wouldn't have experienced this. And what I really got from this trip, and I'm not even done the story yet, but what I got from this trip is that you got to stay consistent and you need to get on experience stuff. The best things happen by accident. I mean, hell, maybe the, the, the earth we live on, the way it's created was a whole accident. We don't even know, you know. And, you know, I tell people, life don't owe you nothing. You got to get out. You got to fight for every single thing you want. Okay, look at Steph Curry. He didn't pop off the womb shooting threes. He had a fight. He had a practice. His dad showed him the tricks. You know, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. He didn't just pop off the womb and say, you know what, man, hey, man, I'm Michael Jordan. Life owes me the abilities to be the best basketball player that ever lived. No, he had to practice every single day. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what I'm trying to tell people out here if you really want something with to start a business start your clothing line um go to college or, or, or be good at that job or start getting the network marketing or whatever you have to fight for what you want you want to be the first college graduate fight for it study and, and go through the process you want to be the first millionaire in your family create an idea and go out and do it or go find something that's going to help you get there but you got to fight for it you know what I'm saying? And that's what I really learned um, from this from this whole experience and that the world is big as shit, okay? It's bigger than your own backyard. Get out and be around different people. I'm telling you guys, I don't know what it is about the air out the West Coast, but I felt so alive. I, I really did, and the story's about to get even better, right? So with all that being said, we I said to him, I got to go to the Golden Gate Bridge, and I got to go to San Francisco, all right, guys? I'm going to be real. I've been to a lot of places before. I've been to Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Uh, I've been to Miami. Really love Miami. They, they don't really remind me of the movies. You see the movies and then you go there. It, to me, it don't really live up to it. That's just my opinion. All right. But when I went out to Oakland and San Francisco, it was to me personally, it was better than the movies. As crazy as that may sound, it was better than the movies. So she really didn't want to take me to San Francisco because she works there. She wanted to take me out to like to the mountains and, and, and look at some stuff, which I was cool with. But I really had to see that Golden Gate Bridge. And we just didn't have enough time to go, unfortunately, go into the hills and look at the whatever she wanted to show me. We didn't have time to look at that. Right. So she's like, all right, we got this car. She's like, I'm going to give you some, some coupons. Get this car. It's called Get and Go. We have the same kind of thing here. It's called Zipcar. I had 110 bucks worth of coupons. Uh, and pretty much they, they stashed the cars all over the place. You use a, a, a map and you can find the cars. Okay. We go to the car. We drive the Jamaica car for five hours, guys. I only paid 85 bucks. So essentially, I got the car for free. Was the best. Like, honestly, this girl was the truth. She was like the plug. All right. 
that thing was just so cool, man. You could remotely unlock the car, unlock the car. If your phone dies, you could call the number, and then like the people that work for them are friendly as hell. They unlock the car, start the car, shut the car off, all that stuff for you. So we get the car, we're driving towards the Golden Gate Bridge, and she's like, I'm gonna take you to the spot where you're gonna have like it's gonna be the best view of your life. I said, Oh, I, I find it hard to believe, I'm gonna trust you. We get there, guys. This is the best view of my home entire life. The cool thing about this day was that it wasn't foggy. They got this thing called the fog, they call it the fog, where the fog is so thick near the near the bridge that you can't see nothing okay but this day it was perfect i don't know what it was divine or whatever it was crystal clear it was a little bit of a haze but you could still see you can see the pacific ocean you can see the bay you can see san francisco and you can see the bridge oh my god the bridge is so sexy it's like a reddish kind of like i feel like how they call it but it's like a reddish orange kind of color like a burnt orange kind of color right and um we took a couple of pictures you know we're just talking i'm like wow i can't believe i'm here it's like you know when i think about it guys I really couldn't, I still can't believe that this has happened to me. I cannot believe that I was actually a week ago, uh, literally in Oakland, in California, on a plane out west by myself. It's like, it's so surreal to me still as I talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm still getting goosebumps just telling you guys the freaking story, all right? And so she's like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah, sure. We cut the corner, guys. Shout out to Jan, man. Jan Sleeps. He told me, dude, the sunset out there is like a tangerine. It's like a tangerine going into the ocean. I kid you not, guys. I did not believe him. All right. We cut the corner. We walked down this little trail and you can see the sunset. Oh, my gosh. Yo, Jan was right, man. Jan, you were right, bro. It looks like a tangerine going, but this, this stuff of the ocean, it was the mountains going behind the mountains. I said, can you please take a picture of this? I got to savor this moment. And she took the most awesome picture, guys. The girl got talent. That's all I got to say. All right. We get back into the car. She's like, are you ready? We cut the corner. We're driving over to Golden Gate Bridge. I literally lost my mind. I was so mad I had to drive, but she said she drives kind of slow. And we was like, ah, I mean, I don't got time for that. We need to rush. <laughs> we gotta, I'm trying to see a lot of stuff today. This is my last, like, this was my last full day in, in, um, in California. So we drive over the bridge. She takes me through this neighborhood. She's like, these are $4 million houses. I've never seen a $4 million house in my life. Maybe like a one or two million. These are the most beautiful homes I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, you know what? If you're paying $4 million for a house, it better look like a really nice house. And if you didn't, you might want to go talk to your real estate agent because you probably hustled you on some, some BS. You know what I'm saying? Um, so then we park. We go to her favorite restaurant. It's a rooftop spot, guys. I mean, if you used to watch one of those movies where they get like a little romantic spot, you could see the city. That's what it was, man. And just the culture and the people in San Francisco are amazing. There was this guy, I remember in particular, this Asian dude. He had this all-white suit, man. I said, dude, that's a badass suit. I love it. And he's like, man, I think I feel like he had like a long ponytail. He looked like a Yakuza. But he's like, man, I feel like a, feel like a Colombian drug lord. I said, yeah, you, got, you can pull up the Colombian drug lord look. But everybody was cool. Everybody was laughing at the jokes. You know, I had a great time. We get up there. Uh, we didn't know they had a reservation for the tables. So the guy that, that was like the hostess, he was really cool about it. He gave us a spot. We, you know, we walked over, we chilled. And then he, I looked back at him. We gave like the head nod. He called somebody else over. Then the bartender came over, gave us our drinks. We found a table. We sat down at the table. And I tell you guys, this was the most beautiful time I ever had with someone I just met. Uh, we could see the city. You can see the moon. We both love the moon, so we can see the moon, crystal clear night. Uh, the food comes. I go to the bathroom. She's like, I said, order what you want to order because I really don't know what tastes good here. It was like a Spanish spot because it's her spot. I said, just order what you normally get. I, I'm, I'm down for whatever. I'm pretty open. I come back. I'm very pick particular. I'm Jamaican. Like I said, I love plantains, all right? Um, but I don't like them too hard like chips, and I like them too soft because they get kind of mushy when you try to grab them, right? So um, the ones that came out, I don't know how they nailed it. Like I said, could have been divine again. I don't know. These joints that came out, guys, oh, my God. They were soft enough the way that I like, but they had a nice crisp. 
I'm like, how the hell? My, even my, my dad's like the plantain master in my house. He can't even make them this good. And they weren't like the thin ass ones. They had like a nice little fluff to them. So they had four of them with some dip. Then like she ordered some pork. And I was trying to cut pork out. I was trying to like go vegan, which I don't know what I was thinking. But I was trying to be healthy. Um, and then the, the, so the pork came out. Succulent, juicy, smelled good. They got some, I don't know, they put some gravy on it. I don't know what they had. They could have put, put crack on it and some cocaine and fall. I know on it. It was good as hell. We got the, the fried beans. Uh, it was some pork skin with it. And then she ordered me some chicken. She said, I got you some chicken. I was like, man, you just went to town. She got her favorite drink. Uh, I had got a, um, a margarita. I was like, I just need something like fruity right now. We sat and I had some really great conversation with this girl. Really was able to connect with her. You know, uh, I, I really felt alive. Like I said, if I could just jump out of my body and look at myself, that's how it felt. Like it, it was so surreal to me. You know what I'm saying? We're cracking jokes. She's laughing at my stupid jokes. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the real dumb, the really dumb jokes. Shorty's laughing at all my stupid ass jokes. Um, like I said, really connected. So she's like, "Look, I got to show you another spot. This is going to be the most beautiful view you ever seen in your life." I'm like, you just said that an hour ago. I, I can't believe that there's another spot that's more beautiful than the Golden Gate Bridge. So she gets up. She goes to the bathroom. The guy comes over. I said, let me get the check. He's like, you want to just charge the card? I said, I'm curious. I want to know how much it costs. She comes back. She's about to grab the check. I'm like, well, what are you doing? She's like, well, I'm, I'm going to put some money towards it. I'm like, no, I got it. Like, I, you know, my mom raised me with some manners. You know, if a person takes you out, you pay for it. You know, but the thing I like about this girl, she's offered, and that wasn't the first time, you know, she's offered to put something towards something. I thought that was pretty dope because, you know, to be real, I go to a lot of women. They don't really be doing that. They got these expectations. And I know it's the guy's role to, to pay for stuff. I have no problem with that. But to some women, they just, they expect too much. And I, I think that's a problem, you know. But we're not going to get into that on this call. That's for another another podcast. So it comes back. I look at it. I was like, all right, cool. I said, let's charge the car. Give me another drink. I said, you want another one? She didn't want one. We left. I drank my stuff. We rolled out. We tripped me up this hill. I think it's called Twin Peaks or Twin Hills or Twin Mountains, something like that. But guys, now this is officially the most beautiful view I've ever seen in my life. You can see all of downtown San Francisco and even out like out west to a little bit more. And you can see the ocean in the distance. And it was nighttime. But this spot was lit. Like, I mean, everybody and their moms was out there. There was another little spot we could crawl up a trail and, and see even further out. And it was it was amazing. And, you know, we were just having the most, like, intellectual conversation, just talking about all types of stuff. And I, I've never felt this way before. Like, I've never felt... Like I said, so alive. And I, I can only say, guys, if I didn't choose to be consistent, none of that would have happened. You know, I wouldn't have been able to meet the, like the really, honestly, the probably the most coolest female I've ever met in my life um, who was so open to, to one, sharing this moment with me, to, to show me around town, being really friendly and polite and patient with me. I mean, and this really brings me to some dope spots, not like no cheesy spots. Like they were, all the spots we went to were like really upscale, really high class spots. Um, and I really enjoyed myself. And, you know, when I was on the plane, and, uh, you know, after we left, you know, we hugged. I said, I see you, you know, you come back to town or whatever. I'll see you and I come back. And I just, I just could only thank God. I was like, you know, if it wasn't for me just following my heart and just truly going after what I really wanted, you know, now I love network marketing and I love doing these other things, but this company, guys, my whole family works for this company. You know, some families, they got like the government job or they got some other private sector job. But for my family, this is a company that we all work for or have worked for. My grandparents, sorry, man, for my grandparents on down. And, this to get the opportunity to finally be able to get in to go after one of my dream jobs, it, it was so overwhelming, you know? And um, when I went there, I I felt, like I said, I felt alive. I felt like, you know what, this is my town. And some people thought I was from there because, like, the way I was already dressed, I was dressing like I lived there, you know? I asked a couple of locals, like, do I blend in? They're like, dude, you fit in fine. You know what I'm saying? And it was just crazy because it... it 
it's kind of hard to put into words. Like I said, some things they have to be experienced in order to be understood. It's kind of hard. To, it's kind of it's really hard to understand this if you weren't there in the moment, witnessing what was happening, witnessing just the, the, the conversation. You know, I was able to talk about my my network marketing business so much easier than I I, I am out out east. Not saying that the east is not great. It it is in a lot of ways, but man. Just being somewhere different, being around some new people, and then finding out that you're not an outcast and that you you gel with everybody else just makes a lot of sense. And I know a lot of folks, especially, they, they deal with that. They deal with trying to fit in with people. You know what? I'm going to tell you guys right now. Be unique and be you. There's nothing wrong with being different. And my whole entire life, I used to wonder, why me? You know, I would get upset, cry myself, and just scream to God, like, why am I going through all of this stuff? Why are my family, my friends, experiencing the things I want to experience? They're getting into relationships that I want. They're getting the cars that I want. They're getting the jobs and the money that I want and the lifestyle that I want. And I'm sitting here like, what am I doing wrong? Yet I'm helping everybody else out. You know, I'm helping people move into their places. I'm helping people give people advice. I'm doing so much. I feel like I'm paying back so much. But where are my blessings? You know, and you know what they say? He's never late. He's always on time. As humans, we want stuff to be now. Can we live in a microwave and now society where we don't want to wait for anything? You know, you don't want to spend an hour cooking a meal. You just throw it in the microwave and cook it in 15 seconds. And that's what, that's what you want. And what I realize is that they say the best things take time. Rome wasn't built in a day. If it was, it probably wouldn't last as long as it did. But it wasn't built in a day. And there's a there's a memo on the internet where there's this guy, all right? He's digging in a tunnel with pickaxe. Two guys. One dude's digging in a, with a pickaxe to, to get some diamonds. He's like a few strokes away from busting through the cave to get into the diamonds, but he cuts back. Because he's been digging for so long, he didn't see nothing, right? For all his hard effort, he didn't see anything. There's another guy that's whacking away. I'm going to get to the diamonds at all costs. And that's how we are as human beings. There's two types of people. There are people that they go after something and they stop. Because they just don't see the results. But all you got to do is keep on pushing. And I'm telling you, you're going to push right on through. All right. And, and that's how I feel about a lot of things. Like as far as myself, that I took the path less chosen. I took the little back road path. You know, you're not sure where it's going to go. You get smacked in the face. You're getting dirty. You know, you're getting, you're getting attacked and everything. But all your friends, they took the highway. They took the, 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 the path that looks like gold. You know, they're getting blasted, having their family and everything like that. Or what appears to be, everything looks great. But behind the scenes, it's probably not. But Slowly but surely, you're taking this back dirty path to prove and test yourself and your abilities to say, I can handle whatever God or whoever you believe in throws at you. And, you know, just when I came back from church, today, I just felt so infused that, you know what, I understand what's ahead of me. And, you know, I want to make this message because I always want to speak to the people out there just listen to this message that, like I said, to stay consistent at all costs. I don't care if you can't see nothing. I don't care how people think you look. I don't care how people call you crazy. I don't give a fuck what people say. But trust me, that whatever you're going through, it is worth it. Trust me, it is worth it. Because once you get to the level of success, everybody that thought you was going to not do it, they thought you was going to quit, they're going to look at you and say, damn, you know, Rashad did it. You know, damn, you know, Jasmine did it or whoever or Brittany or whatever. They're going to say, damn, you really did it. And Steve Harvey got a really powerful quote. I'm just going to paraphrase. He's going to say, look, you're standing on the edge of a cliff. Everybody you see, they're soaring past you. They're flying above you. They're doing all these things you want to do. You just can't figure it out. It's because you haven't jumped yet. Okay. Once you jump, it don't mean it's going to be easy. You're going to fall for a little bit. That's because you haven't believed in yourself quite yet. And the moment you believe in yourself, that's when your shoot will open up and then you'll fly past everybody else that thought that you was never going to be shit. You may got an uncle or, or a mother or a father or whatever saying, man, you ain't never going to be shit. You're always going to be this and that, that. And it's messing with you, you know. Or you might have another person say, you don't look as good as someone, so you're never going to be that attractive or whatever. We, we all deal with our different demons. But I want to tell you this. Believe in yourself first and foremost. Put yourself first above anything else. And I'm telling you right now, the, the, the gates are going to open up and the blessings are going to pour down below and pe- you're going to be able to receive it. And people are going to say, damn, if I only was like her or was only like him and I stay consistent, I would have had everything that I needed to have. And that is the power 
of staying consistent. So, you know, I know someone out there needed to hear this message. And like I said, no matter what it is or what other people are saying, never allow other people to dictate your life and dictate your dreams. Because I was once that guy where I let too much people speak crap into me and I gave up on a lot of things. And then one day I said, you know what? Enough is enough. If I don't put me first, nobody else will. If I don't chase my dreams, they will never happen. They said a graveyard is the best place to be because there's so much unused potential. People didn't try, didn't use the time that they had, and they, they died with their potential. Who knows? We probably live in a world right now powered by, like, you know, more renewable resources or whatever, or teleporting through walls or whatever the hell. But somebody had a great idea and didn't want to go with it. So I'm telling you right now, for whoever's out there listening to my voice, if you got a powerful idea, you got a great business, you got a technology or something you want to invent, just do it. Just fucking do it like Nike. It doesn't matter what other people think as long as you, at the end of the day, you're happy and you know that you have put your best foot forward. Once again, guys, your boy Mastermind Harv, please email me at mastermind.harv. That's mastermind.harv at gmail.com. Please submit any other topics. Like I said, I won't do religion and I won't do politics, but it'll be business or anything else or, you know, personal development, mentorship, or whatever. Email that stuff to me. Just put at the top, Mastermind Harv Show, so I know who it is. Put your, please put your names. I can give you a shout out on my next podcast. Uh, follow me on Facebook at Rashad Harvey, I'm standing in front of the Lambo. You can't beat, you can't miss me. And then follow me on Instagram at Mastermind Harv. I think there's an underscore, if I'm not mistaken, but it's the same photo. You can't miss it. Um, I, I'm always on Facebook and I'm always on Instagram. Those are my two main sites. I no longer do Snapchat. So once again, email me at mastermind like a period dot harv at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, your boy Mastermind Harv. And like I always say, guys, you have one life to live. What are you going to do with it? Have a fantastic day.